because I never thought it would, you know, turn into this crazy thing, you know, that I got to do by just calling up this place like, hey, can I come interview the band? You know, no. But once you find that little spark of something you love, if you just run with that, it opens up an entirely different world to you. Welcome to the Crossing It Off podcast, where we believe living with intention through a bucket list lifestyle is a great way to bring yourself personal joy. As you are crossing items off your list, you're actually filling up your bucket. The more items you cross off, the more joy gets added, until eventually your joy spills over into the lives of those around you. Now, let's start crossing it off together. I frequently get asked the question, where should somebody start when building their bucket list? And my response is always, What are you already into? We all geek out about something, comic books, wrestling, or maybe your favorite band. So you start developing items on your bucket list around those things that bring you the most joy in life. Our bucket list storyteller today did just that. He took his love for a band and turned it into almost a lifestyle. Let's learn how he did it and let's start crossing it off. At this time, I'd like to welcome my bucket list storyteller. His name is James Dunn. James describes himself as driven, energetic, outgoing, and passionate. James, welcome to the show. Thanks, Roger. Excited to be here and uh, share my story with you. Yeah, awesome. So let's get right to it. What did you cross off your bucket list? Working for my favorite band, Kiss. Okay, I'm glad you uh, specified that it's your band, the legendary rock band from the 70s and early 80s, and not just working for Kisses, because that would be kind of (laughs) weird. You know, that would be a whole different story, whole different story. It would be an interesting story, but not. it wouldn't be this specific story. Yeah. So tell us, where did this come from? Where did your fandom, that they became your favorite band, turn into uh, working for them? Yeah. So, and uh, for me, it was, it started literally when I was five years old. Hmm. Um, I, I don't know what it was that my parents um, were thinking when they allowed me to listen to this blood spitting, fire breathing demon guy, you know, when, when I was five years old, I don't think they were really, well, I know they weren't really huge um, music listeners. They were more country, you know, things like that. And I think mm. maybe they just saw the image of Kiss um, and didn't, you know, think they were super scary. They thought more like cartoon characters, like, oh, we'll go ahead and let him listen to this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that's probably what happened. But yeah, I started listening to Kiss when I was five years old and was just a fan all throughout my childhood. You know, and then they eventually took the makeup off. Um, and it was a number of years after that. It wasn't until I was 18, 19 years old when, you know, the connection with Kiss actually, like direct connection with Kiss actually began. And so that's where it all started was just, you know, growing up being a massive fan of Kiss. And what was it? I mean, yeah, the music rocks for sure. Yeah. Like, what was it about the band that you're like, got so engaged and like being passionate about it? You know, I don't know if it was, well, again, it was just being from such a very young age, getting into their music. And I didn't realize this at the time, but, you know, through the journey of life, I've been able to look back now and reflect um, because I've always been a very positive outgoing guy, even though, you know, I didn't always believe in myself 100% and follow a lot of the dreams that, you know, I've had over the years. As I've had time to reflect back, I look, the message that they portrayed, you know, in their music, there were two main themes. Number one, it was living an amazing, wonderful, incredible life. And the second one was sex, you know? So of course at five years old, one side of that wasn't, you know, even, I didn't even understand what that message was, 
but I definitely still did pick up, you know, rock and roll night party every day. And I didn't know what party meant, you know, at least in terms of what they talked about, but just enjoying life and music like shout it out loud. And just, you know, as you listen, you know, even my early teen years, crazy, crazy nights, you know, again, just these things where it was always about this positive, uplifting message. And even now, as I listen to music, I have a hard time um, because so much of the stuff that I like, that's a little heavier, it's all sad and depressing. And I'm like, mm-hmm. where's, where's the positive message, man? Yeah. I Give me the happy joy. You know, it doesn't have to be, um, we, I don't even, I did like the inspirational music, you know, where sometimes it's a little corny and a little cheesy. I don't need that, but I just want something with a good, strong beat to it. Some good guitars and just an uplifting, you know, eighties hair metal, you know, let's have a good fun time message in it. Uh, so how did that turn into wanting to work for them? And how did that happen? How did you get to that point of being able so, to say you've worked for them? It was um, it was one of those things where I was like I said around eighteen nineteen I if I had to do the math let's see I, was, I would have been nineteen at the time so I just did the math um, I would have been a nineteen and a half or so and the band was coming to um, a, a concert venue pretty close to where I lived you know it was the one we always went to as teenagers and I don't know what it was I've just always again had that crazy let's just try things ideas. And I was like, I wanted to meet the band so bad. So it wasn't even, I want to work for the band, anything like that. I just want to meet the band. I want to meet these guys. How do I do this? And this was long before what you can do now where you can just pay for the meet and greets right. and you know, flop out a couple hundred dollars and you get to meet your people. No, that wasn't even an idea way back when. And so the only thing I could think of in my head of a way to try and meet the band was I reached out to the local concert venue and said, Hey, I've got this Kiss newsletter that I'm printing because there were, you know, a lot of fans, you know, made Kiss newsletters back then. And I said, I, I want to meet the band. I want to interview them. I just put myself out there like I have some guy from Rolling Stone almost, you know, and I, I want to interview the band. And of course, the concert venue, they tell me they, they um, were nice enough to talk to me for a little bit and actually let me, you know, come in and meet the people and show them what my newsletter looked like, which was something that I made up on the fly, just <laughs> knowing I was going to be meeting with them. So I just threw something together together in my local college where I was at and just photocopied all kinds of pictures and made up crossword puzzles and everything. Like, yeah, here, here's here's my newsletter. Here you go. And 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 they just kind of like, yeah, okay, thanks, but sorry, we we really can't help you out. And um, since they shot me down, there was still a little bit of time before the actual um, concert was going to come around. And so I just looked in the liner notes on one of their albums and it had like their management company, you know, yep. um, reach out to kiss it, blah, 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 blah. And I, you know, reached out to them, had left a message on a voice, you know, answering machine at the time and never heard anything back. Just thought, well, this is it. It's, you know, nothing's going to happen with this. And the night before the concert, me and some of my friends were hanging out um, where my family lived. You know, we had a few acres of land. So we're sitting out there, you know, my parents' house is here. And we had a couple acres right next to that where me and my friends would just literally go party. We'd just hang out. And, and all of a sudden I hear my mom, you know, screaming, Jimmy, get back over here. Hey, you got a phone call. I'm like, what's my mom doing? Telling me, get a phone call. Like, mom, my friends are right here. Who the heck is calling me? <laughs> and so I go over there and this lady's like, hello, is this Jim Don? I'm like, yeah. And she's like, hi, this is Carol Kay. You know, was it Carol? I think it was Carol at the time who was, you know, help, you know, helping represent them. And she worked for the band. And so she started asking me about the newsletter and just, you know, talking to me about how long the newsletter been going on. And of course, I'm making up this whole story and um, just going on and on and on about it. And she's like, well, unfortunately, I, you know, I can't set up an interview with you and the band, you know, tomorrow. I'm like, dang. 
you know, she's like, you know, but who's, you know, so you go on to the concert with, you know, some yourself or some of your friends or what are you, what are you doing? Like, yeah, me and two of my buddies are going. She's like, okay, well, I'll go ahead and hook you up with some backstage passes then. Like, I'm like, what? (laughs) Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm like trying to play it all nice and calm and cool and collected inside. I'm like completely freaking out. So go to the concert the next night. Sure enough, you know, we go to the ticket office. They got backstage passes for us and Got to meet, you know, my idol Gene Simmons, and it was one of the most incredible, just freakish moments of my life. And I completely embarrassed myself, total fanboyed it, you know. But it was it was a fun moment. Um, and even like when I got the chance to actually talk to him, I you know walked up to him and I, I was trying to say, "You are my idol," but what came out was, "I am your idol." And if you want to think about Gene, you know, he loves just to play off of stuff like that. So he instantly wrapped me in a big giant bear hug. He's like, oh my God, I'm so excited to meet you, which of course freaks me out even more. Sure. Yeah. But it was just such an amazing experience, you know, getting to meet them like that. And I thought, and after going back home after that experience, I'm like, well, wait a minute. If I got this experience, you know, just by doing this, why don't I go ahead and make this a real thing? That's where it kind of fed off from that point, you know, moving forward was starting my own newsletter and actually getting never really, well, one time I got to do an interview, you know, a phone interview with a band, but getting to go to the concerts for free and getting, you know, photo passes for the band, um, getting backstage passes for each one of the shows and getting to see them every time they came around to town. And then when they came to, you know, I started doing a convention tour, they had me doing local press for them, you know, going out to the record stores and, you know, talking to people and putting up pictures and just doing all kinds of fun stuff. So it really all just evolved very naturally, almost as an accident. It wasn't like, hey, I'm going to go work for Kiss. It just flew into this um, amazing opportunity, you know, to be connected with my all-time favorite band. So I've had similar experiences. I have a friend that says, if you ever want to get backstage of a show, just carry a clipboard and a cord. (laughs) <laughs> and if anybody stops you, you say, Hey, I'm looking for Nick. Nick needs this cord. Yeah. It's likely you can get away with anything. And I took some of that same philosophy. And my son was a big wrestling fan. I'm a big wrestling fan. And we contacted one of the independent, well, bigger independent companies and said, Hey, we're going to, you're going to be in our area. I have this a YouTube vlog that I'm working on for guys to go out and um, find fun things to do. And I think it'd be great if we interviewed you all and said ROH was a great place for guys to go have guides tonight out. And they were like, Oh yeah, sure. We got backstage. We got into the arena beforehand. We got to watch them doing the setup or practicing their matches. We interviewed like five or six guys. And and <laughs> when we were done, we were walking out, getting ready to go back in for the show. We walked out and my son was just shaking his head and I was just like, what? And he goes, he goes, I just don't understand how you did this. <laughs> this is just really weird and incredible all at the same time. So I've had that same experience. So tell us about the working for them. You said that they started doing conventions. How'd you get connected to that? And what was the kind of work that you did? Yeah. So, and, and that was just something completely out of the blue. I was sitting at home one night and, you know, get a phone call and um, this guy starts asking me, he's like, Hey, you know, hi, this is Tommy Thayer. You know, I, I'm the tour manager for Kiss and we're getting ready to do this convention tour. Wanted to know if you would be you know interested in helping us out because I lived relatively close to the St. Louis area. And um, I guess maybe I was the only one in that general area that, um, they knew, you know, in terms of like the whole mm-hmm. fan club, you know, fanzine kind of thing, newsletters. 
and just said, Hey, we're going to be having a tribute band. So we playing there here, you know, whatever, you know, how far away was it at the time? I can't remember exactly, but would you be willing to go up there, you know, and kind of help them with the promotion of the show, you know, do a giveaway during the concert, this, that, whatever. And, um, and I'm like, sure. I'd love that. I mean, that'd be awesome. I'd love to, you know, help you guys any way that I can. And he's like, okay, cool. Well, here, hang on a second. I guess somebody wants to talk to you. And lo and behold, he puts Gene Simmons on the phone. <laughs> Apparently Gene just loves messing with me, man. Yeah. You know, so you're his idol. So of yeah, yeah. He just, he just knew it was me, man. So he had to talk, but yeah, I mean, we get on the phone and he just, you know, kind of did one of those things. So, Hey man, we really appreciate what you're doing and helping us out with this and promoting the band. Um, and through that, then, you know, doing that and then getting the opportunity to, as I said, you know, when the convention tour was going around working the St. Louis markets, going up there and, you know, talking to all the record store owners and getting them to promote the um, convention, heading over to Kansas City, you know, doing the same thing over there. Then talking to some of the local DJs, you know, when Kiss was getting ready to come do it, they, you know, would have Gene and seeing, seeing again, Gene is just so hands on. We always hear so much about how Gene is the businessman and he was, he was hands on right. oh, yeah. because he, what he ended up doing. KC95 is like a big local radio station for us and they get everything, you know, whatever. But there was also a station that was a smaller station, not out of St. Louis, but in that general market, you know, we could still hear that played Kiss all the time. You know, and it wasn't just Detroit Rock City. It wasn't just that one or rock and roll on it. It wasn't just those one or two songs. They played a lot of other songs and I really wanted to support them. So I was able to connect Gene with them. And so Gene called in to them and of course freaked those guys out. They're, you know. Here at the Crossing It Off Podcast, we are passionate about inspiring you in your bucket list lifestyle and empowering you to live out your list. We offer many resources to assist you in your bucket list journey, such as web resources in the show notes, bucket list mentoring services, my book, Live Out Your Lists, a private Facebook group for you to share your bucket list success stories with others, and more. All of these can be found at crossingitoffpodcast.com. Find the resource that fits your need so that you can live out your list. Now back to the show. Um, but he was able to connect with them, do a little radio promo for them, you know, kind of hyping up the concerts. Um, and then, you know, when I called the guy back after Gina talked to him, I was like, was that really him? I'm like, of course it was him, man. Who else do you think it was? <laughs> but, uh, but just getting the opportunity to do that PR work. And then once the, you know, um, convention actually came out here, getting, you know, to do the whole Getting to go over there and not so much do the setup part of it, but like checking everybody in and getting to meet all the fans as they were coming in and helping out with that. And then I did um, volunteer at the end of the day, just almost to be like a Kiss roadie for a while, you know, as they were tearing down the gear and, you know, putting it in the cases with a Kiss logo on it and rolling it onto the truck. I'm like, dude, can I help? Please, please just let me help, you know? But yeah, just, just that way, man. It's, it was so much fun. So let's go back a little ways. It, it sounds like this is a lot of event planning, event management. Um, is that something you were interested in or was it like, I'll just do whatever to, to, do, to be yeah. near this? And you yeah. just had to learn on the flies. I mean, obviously you've got some good skills to get to the point you got with them. <laughs> but was there anything about it? Did that transfer into your life? Like, did you become an event planner? Did you become a radio personality and you got a great voice? What was what was the genesis of that for you? So, so and here's the thing. So there was nothing in that in and of itself necessarily that came to play, you know, because I didn't go into event planning per se, and I didn't go into radio or anything like that per se, but there's a lot of (laughs) things that came out of that that are actually in my life now. So 
through my life, I've had a lot of challenges, you know, growing up. And that was, that kiss experience is one of those rare, I don't want to call it a fluke moment, but it was Mm -hmm. one of those oddities. You know, when I look back at my youth, there was a lot of craziness going on, a lot of turmoil in my life. And that was that one thing I was like, oh, wait a minute, there's this amazing, incredible thing that can happen in your life. Um, But I didn't hold on to that as much as I wish I did. Um, After a certain amount of time, I just kind of let that whole relationship fall apart and, you know, stepped away from the band because once they got back, I was the weird oddball guy that when they put the makeup back on, I was more disappointed. (laughs) So many people were all like, yes, they're getting the original band back together and they're going to do that. And I was like, oh, no, man. I mean, trust me, I grew up listening to them. I loved that. But I absolutely loved where they were going with the music right before they put the makeup on. Like I literally thought the album they put out revenge was one of their best albums of all time. Like in my opinion, and that was the last studio album they put out right before the makeup. They did release one a little bit later that they had recorded, but they, you know, didn't promote it at all. Just kind of like, well, hey, we already got this recorded. Let's go ahead and put it out there. So I kind of shifted away from that, but where I've gotten to now, what's happened in my life is becoming a life coach. And I look back at that moment. That was a big moment for me. So now I do actually, you know, host events. So it wasn't like, you know, event planning, but I host events. Um, I do, as we talked before we started recording a little bit, you know, I've had a podcast event or you launch a podcast. So a lot of these little things that I look back now that were part of, you know, just putting myself out there and connecting with people and doing things, but really it was just following something that you love, even if you don't know where it's going to take you, because it can take you to places you've never, ever dreamed of. Because I never thought it would, you know, turn into this crazy thing, you know, that I got to do by just calling up this place like, hey, can I come interview the band? You know, no. But once you find that little spark of something you love, if you just run with that, it opens up an entirely different world to you. Um, like I said, that you would never, ever have imagined before or even believed was possible. Yeah. When people ask me where to start, on their bucket list, one of the suggestions I always make is, you know, find what are you into? What do you geek? We all geek out about something. We're all yeah. nerds for something. What is that something? And how do you build that list around that passion that you're talking about? I think it's one of the easiest ways that people can start creating a list. I have, I said earlier, I'm a wrestling fan and I have several items on my list <laughs> that are wrestling related or adjacent that yeah. are important to me. And so I think it's a great place to start as you're building your list. James, what's something as far as advice? If you know you actually have some of those like innate qualities that that kind of make you like a Ferris Bueller where you can like you know <laughs> put yourself out there and get into get into some stuff. But like if somebody said, Oh, I'd like to do something with this band or something with that band or what would you say to them if you said, okay, if you're going to do that, you need to do X. What's the one thing you think was pivotal in making you successful in doing that? So I think it was, so obviously while it all started with a little bit of a white lie, you know, <laughs> the next part of it was true. It was all real. It was me loving the band and just wanting to support them and connect with them. So obviously I I guess probably the part that helped me was knowing what was possible if I did this, that I knew there was already a direct avenue that had been opened up to me. But hey, if you continue this, you'll get pass. Well, you know the passes, you know for the photos, you'll get passes backstage, and all these other things. You'll get connection directly to the band. So I already, I guess, was lucky enough to see what the end result would be of that versus just coming at it from the standpoint of let me just put this out there and see where it goes. But yeah, just do it from an authentic place. Just do something you love because let's say 
you know, it was like this newsletter thing and I never got to actually meet the band or got those passes or whatever. If I'm spending time every single day, like you, if, you know, you're there writing about wrestling, you're talking to people about wrestling. I got to connect with people all over the world, you know, through my newsletter that in and of itself is a reward. You don't have right. to connect with the band. You can still just spend, if you can find a way to spend a you know big chunk of your time doing something you love, and especially if you can find a way to make some money off of that and support yourself off of that, that's really what we're all on this planet for, isn't it? Just to be happy and do the things that we love. Yeah. Your bucket list should bring you joy. That's a big yeah. part of who I am. So I so just, totally agree with that. Yeah. So just, just put yourself out there and go naturally with it. And, and like I said, it's, it's one of those things we can't always see where it's going to take us, but if we just take that first step then the next step is going to evolve, you know, show, show you where to go and you go to the next step. Um, so don't put so much pressure on it. Don't, if it is trying to, you know, go work for your favorite band or whoever, don't put that pressure so much on, okay, this has to happen like in six months or this has to happen in a year. And this has to happen exactly this way. Just say, you know what, how can I support these people? Because that's really why they gave me access to them was because right. in the grand scheme of things, I was supporting them. This was a time when KISS wasn't massively popular. They had lost a huge chunk of their fan base. And that's why they ultimately went back and put the makeup back on because they knew it would bring them you know, a ton more money. But I was supporting them when they were in one of their lower periods. And so for that, that's why they opened the doors for me and said, Hey, this guy's here for us. And if you can show a way to do that, that's your door to connect with them again, whatever level that happens to be, but just go in there to try and support those people. And then they will in turn, you know, hopefully want to be around you. The people when they get to that level of stardom have thousands of people around them that want to take. Yes. So when they find somebody like you that's willing to give, they're probably willing to reinvest in that. And uh, yeah, I, I definitely appreciate that. James, what's something else on your bucket list that you're excited about crossing off in the near future or so? Oh, man. Um, so for me, probably the biggest thing on my bucket list is moving to Los Angeles, California. Okay. It's, it's, it's something I've wanted to do for my entire life. And I, and, and I'm, I'm not 100% set on that bucket list item yet. I know sure. moving from where I'm at now. Um, not that I hate where I'm at. I, I live just outside of St. Louis, um, but I, I love warm weather. I love just the sunshine. <laughs> and um, so living in LA has been one of those things I've wanted to do my entire life. And things have gotten a little crazier out there lately than I'd like to see them be. So I don't know for sure if it'd be LA or not, but that is probably the big one for me because that's, um, yeah, I mean, it just fills my soul to even think about, you know, being there on a daily basis. Um, is is this a, is this a retirement type bucket list item or is this like, I need a change and this is what, you know, whatever it is, whether it's LA or someplace yeah, else that's warm. It's, it's, it's one of those for me where, I mean, there it's, I, I don't know if there will ever be a day I retire, especially with the path that I'm on, you know, and what my career choice is at this point. Um, there's always going to be some kind of growth, some kind of evolution, you know, trying to help people and, and that. So it's just more of, I know that's where I'm going to shine the most and feel the happiest on a continuous basis. I, I love my life here. Don't get me wrong. I love, you know, the people I've got surrounding me and I think that's amazing. Um, but it's just one of those, when you go someplace and you know, it's like, Oh no, this is home, you mm -hmm. know? And that's how it is always seems to me. Every time I've been out to LA, I've been out there like five or six times. And every single time I go out, there's like, yeah, this, this is where I'm supposed to be just, because the energy there, um, and I know a lot of people, it's one of those towns where it's very polarizing. Yeah. Some people love it. Some people think it's the craziest you know, place on the planet. And trust me, there's definitely some weird, crazy shit that happens out there that I'm just like, dude, 
keep that away from me. Yeah. But um, just getting someplace where I know every, you know, 99% of the time I can wake up every single day, there's going to be that nice sun. And I'm not huge, just like on the beaches. So it's not like I want to go to Mexico and sit on the beach. It's just, there's so much to do there. There's so many amazing things that happen in that city. Um, it's just got such an amazing energy. So that's, that's the big bucket list. And that one's coming up for me in about four and a half, five years, you know, got the plan in place. Um, and, and so that's what I'm excited about. Awesome. That is incredible. So tell us where can we find you and get more information with you or somebody that's interested in hearing more about the work that you do as a, as a life coach, where can they get yeah. in contact with you? So if you're on social media, pretty much my handle on everything is at the real James Dunn. Um, and I've also got a website, the real James Dunn, because there's fake James Dunn's out there. And I want you Probably. to make sure you get the real James Dunn. That's right. Yeah. But no, if you, because if, if you were just to Google the name James Dunn, there's like a politician named James Dunn and there's a couple other names James Dunn. So I was like, no, the real James Dunn. Come on, people. This is me. Yeah. No, I go through that too <laughs> with my name. So I get that. Which yeah. is also, there's a good sign of that too, that people that Google me aren't going to really find me. They're going to find a piano player and a guy <laughs> that discovered Rhode Island and all sorts of other things. So that's a, it's a benefit. Well, and one, one cool thing about my name is there are actually two stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame that have my my name on them nice yeah, yeah i mean obviously they weren't mine but i get to claim them yeah, you know get, look, get us, get there's us my name right there yeah get us off that's right that. what's wrong with that uh james thank you Imagine. so much for being here i appreciate you telling us your story and i am looking forward to the day that you can tell us all about moving to la absolutely man looking forward to it, roger